Welcome to the Community Church Podcast, your place to belong. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's message. I hope that it blesses and encourages you. Well, it has been a crazy week. It has been an amazing week. For you, those of you who haven't caught on yet, uh, we just finished camp. So we still have our setup here. We got our HUD and we got our backdrop and everything. Um, and it's been great. We had our ROAR uh, day camp or our VBS. And we had 120 kids in this place. Yeah. It was not chaotic. It was great. Um, and so we had 120 kids here. Um, 93 of them stayed with us for the full day. So we went on afternoon trips. Um, we had crazy afternoon trips. Um, and of those, 40 were brand new, had not come to camp before. And so the first time they were stepping into community church. And so we got to welcome them and um, help them feel that they belong here. So that is incredible. That's an amazing thing to celebrate. Uh, we also had so many volunteers that are part of this. We probably had around 40 volunteers all together that made this week possible. Um, and it's just been great. This has been my second uh, day camp here at community church. Um, I kind of got thrown into it last year when I first got here. I think I had like two months to figure out who is who, what was what, and then here's 100 kids. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little crazy, but this year um, I was so excited to get my hands on day camp again. Um, I've said a couple times, and you've seen on Facebook, day camp is like my favorite week of the entire year. Um, we got so many kids in here. We get to love them, and we get to serve them, and so um, it's great. We actually um, have a, a recap video, so you guys can get a sense, and you get a feel of what it was like um, here this week, and so so if you want to look up the screen, um, and you can see a little bit about what this week looked like. Doesn't it look like so much fun? Doesn't everyone just want to come next year? Yeah? Awesome. <laughs> we had an amazing week. And uh, so just to give you a sense of how the week went, uh, in the mornings, kids would come in here, and we would have our big idea for the day. And so we would learn a point. We did crazy songs, crazy games, and then uh, kids get a chance to go to uh, different stations in the morning. So every day, um, they heard uh, a Bible story taught by Rebecca. Um, they had a chance to do some crafts upstairs, they played games, they got an awesome snack, and then we all came back together to review uh, what we had learned that day. And so kids got a chance to um, explore the Word of God, um, make friends, um, play crazy games, and do all of that fun things. Um, if the campers were there for the full day, they actually got a chance to go on some awesome trips. So um, every afternoon, we would go on a different trip. And so uh, we went to Kidopolis, which was like an indoor playground. Um, and so it was crazy, like climbing and like a laser maze, all of that. We went to Memorial Park and got to play the splash pad, play with 360 water balloons that uh, Joanna, she's, I don't think she's here right now, but she single-handedly um, blew up th uh, 360 water balloons. So if you see her thank her and uh, we we went uh, bowling and we had movies here we had an animal show we even had our very own carnival on the Friday we got inflatables and cotton candy and everything and so these kids uh, definitely were tired by the end of the day uh, any parents in the house had a lot of really good sleepers at home yeah anyone they come home and they just knocked out uh, we love to like pack the days 
full of things. But probably one of the highlights for, for me at least uh, was the competition that we had. I think Pastor Craig shared a little bit about that. But we, we challenged the kids um, that if they earned what we called safari bucks, where like they're points, we have little like monopoly money pieces of paper. If they earned the most um, safari bucks by the end of the week, their team got to pie either myself or Jonathan. And so all week there became this like a full like campaign that people took sides, like siblings turned against siblings. There was like signs all over this place that said pie pastor Jonathan or pie pastor Megan. They were making like teams and it was crazy. So pastor Jonathan and I in the mornings we would come out. I had my fanny pack full of safari bucks and we would walk in and we would just yell out okay pie pastor Jonathan and we would throw out points and it was like craziness but so so much fun um, seeing the kids get worked up and so on the last day on Friday or pie day we, we kneeled up here and each kid got to choose who they were gonna pie and so I think I I think that I might have lost that one I think I got pied more but it was it was pretty even if you if you ask me yeah it was uh, amazing just to see the kids get all worked up and excited about that and um, the leaders interacting with them and yeah so we got, we had the safari bucks but one of the, the, the highlights for me, definitely, uh, one of the best things about camp for me is obviously the games and the fun and the pieing and all that, but really getting to work alongside our volunteers. Uh, we have an amazing group of volunteers and leaders who helped out and made camp possible. Um, and if it wasn't for them, like, I, I, would, I would probably quit from day one. But, you know, we had, them, we had them around, so that was awesome. And so um, they gave so much of their time, and they gave, uh, they, they had long days. Um, and kids, if anyone's worked with kids, you know that they, um, they can test your patience a little bit. But they were, they were so full of grace, um, so humble, and, and so patient with their kids. And so we thank um, all of them. And they really got a chance to be um, Jesus with skin on for these kids. Um, and that's the thing that's so amazing about um, camp is when the kids come in here, you know, we, we can tell Bible stories, we can say all these things, but one of the main testimonies we have is actually ourselves. We actually can become Jesus with skin on and love these kids the way that Jesus loved them. And so I just want to say a couple thank yous to some people. Um, some of them are here, some are not, but um, I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who helped it with our preschool area. So um, Jen Black, um, Hillary Jameson, I think she's here, um, Holly Orleski, Rebecca Ferlin, Michaela Walker, they all um, helped with, like, with that section um, so, so much. Um, I also want to say a huge thank you for Megan and Seb. They're upstairs right now running our kids ministry but there are summer students uh, for the summer and so they actually ran all of the crafts and all of the games for the entire week and they did it so so well and these are they're only high school students but they took on the responsibility they took on the challenge and they knocked it out of the park and so if you see them today make sure you thank them give them a high five because um, they just not only did they lead the stations but they actually were leading alongside some of our leaders in training so we had some 11 and 12 year olds that came along and, um, and they're helping out. And so they got to pour and invest into those kids as well. And um, 
I think Pastor, Pastor Craig mentioned, um, but we actually have an opportunity to um, help invest in the, to them. So because we didn't get the government grants, we still went ahead and we, we decided that, you know what, summer students are so influential um, for what we do at, at the church and they're so important. And so we, we are going to finance them and we're going to pay their way. And so if you, um, you want to partner with us with that um, and you want to help invest in these kids, um, consider, consider giving um, towards them um, and so that we can have them here uh, for the summer. Some other thank yous I have is uh, Rebecca. Um, she was on the keys today, but yeah, she ran all of our Bible story. And, and everyone on staff, really, guys, you guys have, like, this is an amazing staff, aside from me. Everyone else, like, is so amazing. And, like, I don't think I've been to any other church that literally every single person on staff drops what they're doing that week and helps it with camp. Like, that is huge. Um, and so a huge thank you for Pastor Jonathan. He did an awesome job at Safari Sam in our opening, uh, in our opening session. So he was dressed up as our, as our crazy zoologist. And um, he led our LITs, our leaders in training, um, and was able to mentor them. And he even drove the bus for all our trips. He was there driving the bus, and so he was a huge part. Um, thank you for Pastor Craig. He was here on media and sound every single day. Um, he was here investing into the kids and into the leaders. And like I said, not many senior pastors will do that. Not many senior pastors um, take the time out of the week. Um, and I just want to say it's because um, I, I know his heart and he sees the significance of children's ministry. And he sees the significance of pouring into the next generation. And so we're so glad that, um, that he does that. And um, a couple of thank yous for Philly. Uh, if you know Philly. Billy, she took uh, our crazy registration and she made it organized. Um, and so a huge thank you to her, um, as well as Heather, who helped out in literally every single area. She, she was probably running around more than I was. So a huge thank you um, to Heather uh, for everything that she did. Um, one thing that we, we did this year that um, I, I love, and we started a little bit last year, but we really kicked it into high gear this year, um, was our leader in training pro, um, program. And so we really believe that if you want to have great leaders, you got to invest in the leaders of tomorrow. If you want to have a great leadership and a great church, you got to start young and you got to invest in their lives. And so we had a group of seven uh, aged 11 to 12 that they came and they were part of our leaders and training program, or we called them the lit crew. And so throughout the mornings, they actually got a chance to learn leadership lessons by hands-on experience, helping out at the stations. Um, at lunch, they got mentored by um, Pastor Jonathan. And so each day, he gave a, a different leadership lesson of something that they can apply um, the very next day. And so we saw um, so much growth in them, and we saw so much potential in their leadership. Um, and I want to say, like, I'm so, so impressed by every single one of them that, um, that helped out. And uh, like, I didn't want to just do, I didn't want to just do a recap today. I didn't just want to tell you guys what happened or who was involved or um, you know what we what we talked about. I really wanted to share a little bit about why why we did it, because we don't just do camp to give kids another thing to do in the summer. Kids are busy enough, right? There's there's so many other camps out there, and so we don't just do this to have fun. But there's actually an eternal impact that we, that we have when we do camp and when we come here. And I was, I was reading something the other, the other day, and they said that 85% of, of people who are still serving in the church past their, like, youth years, people who are still connected in the church, either attended a camp or a missions trip or any combination of those. 
And so, like, camps, mission trip, they're all huge, huge factors into forming the faith of kids and forming the faith into their, their adult years. And so we know it's so significant. I also think it's in a great um, example of our church's, mission, uh, our church's vision in action. We've been talking about this year, um, the vision of community church, right, to establish, expand, and encounter the kingdom of God. And that's actually what we were doing this week. It may, may have looked like songs and games and dances and all that, but we were establishing the kingdom of God. We were expanding the kingdom of God. There were kids in this building that would not have got a chance to walk in this building at any other time. The very first time they're coming in and they are hearing the message that Jesus loves them and he forgives them and he saved them. They're hearing that for the first time and they're expanding the kingdom of God. They also got a chance to encounter the kingdom of God. Our volunteers, when they, when they become Jesus with skin on, these kids are encountering what it means to be loved by a community of believers. They're encountering a real experience with God. They're, they're learning about what it looks like to have a personal relationship with Jesus. When we tell our Bible stories, we don't just want them to be far off, distant things, sounding like fairy tales. They actually got to experience them and encounter them and, and hands-on experience what God was trying to say to them that week. And so we don't just do this for fun, but we actually, we're, trying, we're establishing the kingdom of God. We're expanding the kingdom of God. We want to see more people in this church, not just so we have, have filled seats, but because we have a message that is so good, and we have a community here that is so loving that we want to invite people in. And we're encountering the kingdom of God. Because it's not just something that's far off, but it's actually tangible. I say that camp is one of my favorite weeks of the year. Um, I, love, I love the craziness. I love the wackiness, the songs, games, all of that. It's, it's all fun. It's what I've made to do. But uh, I really love the chance to be a part of these kids' lives every single day. Um, in my role as a children's pastor, I probably get an average probably two to three hours a week to actually be with the kids. But at camp... We get four more hours, right? And so we get to be a part of their life for that entire week. And so that means we get to see the ups. We get to see the fun times. But you also get to start to hear their story. You start to see um, the, the lows. You get to see what these kids are actually walking through and experiencing every day of their life. And so one thing that I, I really started to realize and it really hit me about day one, end of day one, day two, is that... Although they're kids, they're not always dealing with kid-sized problems. Although they're here and they're having fun and they're kids, so many of them are dealing with adult-sized issues, adult-sized problems. And um, it was probably the end of day one that a mom pulled me aside and she, she just wanted to share some information. And um, we're going to keep it anonymous uh, of who it is. But she just pulled me aside and she informed me that... Um, her son's father passed away um, some years ago and took his own life. And she was saying that since then, um, her son, eight years old, had been struggling with thoughts of suicide and had been seeing, seeing like therapists and all that. But she was saying that he had already been experiencing that. And in that moment, it hit me that he's eight years old 
He should not have to be dealing with those sorts of problems. But that is the reality, isn't it? That we live in a world right now that there is pain, there is brokenness, there is evil, there is all of these things that are going on, and it's getting harder and harder to ignore those things. And the truth is that our kids see that too. Maybe not to the full extent, but our kids, they're beginning to see that. And we can't ignore those things. We can't ignore the problems that they're facing and saying, oh, they're just kids. All life is good. Because they're not dealing with kid-sized problems. And so that's why I, I, I really like the, the curriculum that we we're using. Because all week we were talking about how whenever we walk through, whatever we walk through in life, God is still good. On the first day, we got to talk about how when life is unfair, God is good. And there's kids that have experienced, yeah, unfairness, right? Not just, oh, his piece of cake is bigger, but you know what? He's getting treated different than me. Or, you know what? I, I'm getting treated differently because of how I look. And kids, they're, they're dealing with this unfairness, but God is still good. On the second day, we talked about when life is scary, God is good. And there's some things that are scary in these kids' lives. They need to know that God is good. On Wednesday, we talked about when life changes, and there's change and turmoil, and, and things don't look like they always did. God is good. And we learned about when life is hopeless, God is good. We felt like when, when, when we feel like there is no hope, God is still good. And so I like that we, we actually got the chance to talk about real-life issues, we got to take on these, these challenges that they're actually going through. Because life, we all know, life isn't always good and dandy. And kids know that, and we can't ignore that. And so I love the fact that we actually got to talk about these things. But give them the hope that, you know, even through these t things, even when life is unfair, scary, changing, feels hopeless, even through those things, God is still good. It's like the song that we sang today right? All my life you have been faithful. Even when life feels like it's up, it, up in arms, right? God is still faithful, and his goodness is still all around us. And so I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to read a passage to you guys. All week we've been learning about the Israelites, and so reading through Exodus, and so I thought I'd share a little bit with you guys because these are, our kids have been learning this, but you know what, there's something always that we can take away from it too. And so if you have your Bibles, you want to turn with to Exodus uh, 16, we're going to be starting in verse 2. And uh, leading up to this moment, we see that the Israelites were in Egypt, they're in slavery, and then God sends Moses and the plagues and miraculously is able to deliver them from this uh, awful place that they're living in and is sending them on this journey to see the promised land. And so in chapter 16, we see they're kind of in that middle point where they're out of Egypt, they're, they've crossed the Red Sea and God's done incredible things and now they're, they're not quite at the promised land yet. And we start to see that the Israelites start getting a little um, grumbly. They start complaining a little bit. It says here, and starting in verse 2, In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. Then we, there we sat around with pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into the desert to starve this entire assembly to death. 
And so they had just experienced one of the greatest deliverances, the greatest acts of freedom that their nation had ever experienced. They just saw miracle after miracle with the plagues, and they saw miracle after miracle when they're walking through the Red Sea. There were so many times that God had shown them their goodness. Now here they are in the wilderness, and they're focused in on the bad. They're focused in on the negative. And so they're in this, in this giant story. I like to see the, the Bible not just in its little mini stories, but in the bigger biblical narrative. And so in the bigger biblical narrative, they are on this way and this amazing story of deliverance and of freedom and eventually what will be victory. But in the middle, they're focused on the bad. In the middle, all they see is that they're hungry, they're tired, they feel lost, and they've got an enemy coming after them. All they could see was the negative things that are sitting right in front of us. And, like, whenever I read this, I'm like, really, guys? Like, really? Like, I, I know it's probably hard, but, like, God just did this incredible thing, and God is doing this an incredible move through you as a nation. God is going to bless the entire world through you, and you're sitting there complaining that you're hungry? I just, I, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? We, we see it now, but I'm sure, I'm sure I probably would have complained, too. But, like, they, they didn't see the bigger picture at the time. And so often, we're looking so closely at the things and the problems in our lives, the things that aren't going well, that we actually miss out on the bigger, full um, goodness of God that is all around us. But we look so closely that we miss what God is doing all around us. And so I, I did this little experiment with the kids uh, on one of the days. And I had them all hold up their thumbs. So I'm going to ask you all to hold up your thumb. And I asked them, is your thumb bigger than me? And they all answered, no. no, your thumb is not bigger than me. It's just tiny compared to all of me here. Then I asked them, hold it up here, close one of your eyes, and try to block out me completely. Can you cover me up completely so you can't see me anymore? You guys all, so I'm hidden. If I jump over here, now you can see me still. Yeah, and so something so little can block our view of something so big. And that's what happens sometimes when we focus on our problems. When we focus on, on the, and the problems right in front of us. Sometimes we're looking at it like our thumb so close in front of us that it actually blocks the entire goodness of God that is behind it. We're looking at the negative so closely that we don't see the magnitude of God's goodness that if we just move those things a little bit further back, if we just put a little less focus on those, moved our perspective onto God's goodness, that we would see it. And so I think sometimes, too often, we hold our problems up like this until that's all we see. But God's asking us, you know what, just, just push it back a little bit. Take a step back and see what I am doing. See the bigger picture. I know what you're going through is, is hard and, it, and it's here. And you know what? If you move it back, it's still in your view. It's still there. But take a step back and look at what God is wanting to do. Think about where, think about where you started. Were you, were you captive to something? Were you bound by something? Has God, what has God brought you out of? 
What is God calling you into? What is the goodness that God is calling you into? And the truth is, if we are looking at our problems up close like this, and we don't push them back, we're not going to be able to see the entire picture. We won't see the way that God has brought us out. We won't see where God is calling us to. And so we need to learn to push those back because I don't, I don't want to miss out on the goodness of God because I'm so focused on the messiness of, and, the, and the problems that I'm dealing with in the moment. I don't want to miss out on what God is wanting to do all around me. God is writing a story in every single one of your lives. And we actually see through the Bible that the end is victorious. The end, the end of all of our stories, when we are a believer, it is victorious that Jesus, when he came and he defeated sin, and he defeated death, um, he promised that we're actually going to be able to spend eternity with him where there is complete wholeness and complete healing and joy overflowing. And so the end of our story is good. We are, we are living in a good story from our beginning and our salvation, where we're set free, um, all the way until the end. This is a victorious story. And the thing about stories, you, know, you have your beginning, you have your middle, you have your end. The middle is usually the messy part. The middle is where the conflict happens. The middle is where stuff happens, life happens. And just because bad things happen in a story doesn't mean that it's a bad story. There's, there can be bad things, there can be hard things that happen in a good story. And God is writing a good story in every, single one of your in every single one of your lives. But the middle is where the messiness is. But God gives us his hope that if we hold on and we trust him and we live with him, you know what, there, there is hope at the end. And there is support through the middle because God does not leave us nor abandon us through all of it. And so if I can encourage you guys today, I just, even before in worship, I just had the sense that um, people are coming in here and you're, you're walking through something. You have something that's like weighing heavy on your heart. There's a situation, there's a problem, there's, there's a pain, there's um, a relationship that's broken. There's something in here that's making you question the goodness of God. It's making you question, God, where have you been in this? Or, God, how, how, do I, how do I wrestle through this? But I want to encourage you, just like our thumb, when we hold those problems and we hold those things so closely, we begin to block out and we begin to, to not to see what it, God is actually wanting to do all around us. And so today, I encourage you, check your perspective. Check how close are we looking at those issues or are we willing to, to, to set them aside and say, you know, yes, these things are going on. Yes, yes, there's pain. Yes, there's hurt. But I have a God that's bigger. Yes, these things are, are still here, but you know what? I've got a God who is bigger, that is, that is with me, that is protecting me, that will give me strength and courage and, and everything that we need to go through this story. And so I'm going to pray, and I'm actually going to invite the, is it Rebecca? still here, and, um, and we're going we're gonna to sing that goodness of God one more time. So Heavenly Father, we thank you that even when we are walking through difficult times, 
God, even when we have a hard time seeing your goodness, Lord, that you are still with us and you are caring for us. And so, God, we just pray that today um, we would be able to shift our perspective, that we would be able to focus our eyes on, on you. God, you are so good. Even when we walk through things, Lord, even when things are painful and they hurt, God, we thank you that you never leave us nor abandon us, Jesus. And so I pray for any situation that is in here, God, anyone who is walking through that, Lord, that they would be able to um, not be discouraged uh, because of what they are walking through, but they would be able to see that you are far bigger. They would be able to see the hope that you have for their life and have the faith to know that you are writing a good story in their life, that even when the middle is messy, God, that you are working all things together for your good. We love you. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. So would you stand with us today? We're just going to sing the song one more time. And in it, let this be an encouragement to your own heart. Let this be an encouragement that God has been faithful in my life, and he will be constant, and I will see the goodness of God, because the goodness of God is chasing after every single one of us. Thanks for listening in to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media to stay updated with everything Community Church. Also check us out at www.communitychurch.ca.